0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast from ascully.com your weekly look at movies video games and more brought to you by your hosts Acecully and sit talk we're addicted to movies are you Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Sid Talk. How are you doing?
1: It only took me 20 seconds of silence to forget we were doing this.
0: What did you think was happening?
1: I was just looking at stuff on the internet and on my game, and then... Nice. (laughs) The point here is it took 20 seconds for me to forget.
0: You're like (laughs) Dory from Finding Dory. A little bit. But that's two seconds. That's (laughs) roughly the same.
1: I was well over here. Thank you. Before the after the show was pretty generic.
0: We were talking about... Uh, oh, well, we were listening to Flight of the Concord's album. Correct. And laughing at it a lot.
1: Drive, a song from Drive, the movie, and then Flight of the Concords, Two very different types of entertainment.
0: Correct. But both good.
1: We we're also discussing Kevin Smith's world of movie making.
0: We was. So let's get into the podcast and do some more of that. So it's Saturday, November the 12th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And on our 762nd episode... We're looking at the movie Clerks 3. It's a 2022 movie. You can stream it right now. It comes out on Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD in December. So we're doing this a little bit early. It's rated R, and our friends at Lionsgate sent us a code. So Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Clerks 3.
1: Well, it's about a guy who has a heart attack and then decides to make a movie about his life working in a convenience store.
0: Nice. I'll okay. give you the real one. <laughs> That's what it is. Dante and Jay and Silent Bob are enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all.
1: See? Same thing. sad.
0: All right, so... But clerks, if you knew nothing
1: of the viewers universe... What's that? Kevin Smith's world that he's built and created from nothing, right? Yeah. Him and whoever has been there to support him and be part of it. So if you don't know any of that about Kevin Smith or any of his other movies or have ever listened to him talk endlessly about himself and his life, it wouldn't be as meaningful. I'm going to commit to that right now. It's a, it's a fine, fun little movie and people will get it, you know, if they've never known anything else about Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. But this, it's like a piece of a puzzle to me. And most movies aren't like that. And I don't like that usually when that happens, but this time I kind of like it.
0: I would apply that same logic to the last movie you made, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot, because that also called back to everything else he'd already done. True. And if you came into that fresh, I don't know if it would work at all, right? I don't know if this movie works on its own. Oh, uh, I do
1: think it does, because it explains everything. It shows that they're good friends. Dante's had a loss. We will get into that, I'm sure. Randall seems kind of selfish and self-absorbed and because he had the heart attack it's like the world revolves around him and then in the end you know that it's challenging their friendship i feel like it's well contained but the meaningfulness i cried a lot i knew you would so so i feel like that only happened
0: because you've got a um thing with the characters you've you've grown You're not up just with the characters
1: them. see that's what i'm saying it's not just the characters i zoom out And think about Kevin Smith and his friendship with Jason Mewes because, or Jay Mewes, because that's been challenging from what we understand, right? I'm not friends with these people. I don't know them personally, but we've heard them talk about it. I feel like we
0: know more about them (laughs) than most people we know.
1: Yes, yes. You know? And I feel like it's genuine, right? So that could be wrong, but it's a lot of stuff. So if you zoom out and think about it like that, and then I just take my own personal feelings about my lifelong friends that I've had since I was almost born. And then apply these the idea of friendships meaning more to you, really, than a lot of most other relationships in your whole of your life. And it doesn't really dawn on you till maybe you're losing it or you know, like this. You know, he's had a heart attack, and then his friend's finally honest with him about like, well, his his own life has been difficult. But the Randall character is a bit of a selfish person, right? He doesn't kind of acknowledge that necessarily, but the idea of losing each other as friends. It's like the worst thing possible. And so I think of that. And then I just think of all these individuals who have committed over the years to being a part of Kevin Smith's projects. Sometimes they weren't, sometimes they were, but it's a whole life of these people making something out of nothing, right? It didn't exist. And now it does. And I just find that very, I like it. It's kind of, what's the word they use on the painting show? When they think it's too precious, like twee. Twee, it? yeah. <laughs> it's all very twee, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, but it's his own thing that he's created. He is kind of unique in that way, isn't he? That somebody can, how long's his career been since?
1: Oh, when wanted he make Clerks?
0: 1990? Yeah, early 90s to now and still making movies. Mm-hmm. And there's nine of these viewers universe movies. You can't think of anybody else who's done that. Like a universe and like every...
1: Well, I mean, there's the Marvel Universe, but I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a factory of movie making, right? I yeah. mean, not to dis- diminish it, because I do enjoy that as well, but that is built on a huge corporation and it's an existing platform that basically just needed someone to light the fire, essentially, to bring it all together and, you know, all that. He literally invented his own thing.
0: And... Based it on his own, him and his friends, right? So it wasn't too much of a stretch for what (laughs) it is. So yeah, I fell in love with the original Clerks. I saw it before you did.
1: Uh, Yeah, Clerks was one of the mandated movies I was supposed to watch. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know this, Scully and I are married. We've been married since Groundhog Day of 2000. Correct. We met two years before that on the old internet, the old timey internet back in the day when you had to when wait. When there was for the- no Facebook. <laughs> no, there was nothing except ICQ. We talked for a while and then basically you sent me a list of movies, like to test me, I suppose. I needed to watch them. Not
0: test. I was <laughs> just like, these are movies that I like. You right. Like so what them?
1: if I said, oh my God, those are all the stupidest well, movies then you'd be
0: like, we won't be watching any movies together.
1: Or we wouldn't have been married for <laughs> 22 years, Correct. maybe, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's important. That's a lot of shared time. So was Mallrats on there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would have been because I'd have yeah. seen both of those at the time. <laughs> I don't think Chase and so Amy So Kevin Smith out. is
1: basically woven into our marriage.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I found it. I remember watching it and thinking, this is like, so I've never seen anything quite like this. Not, not just the fact that it was filmed on the cheap. Just the humor is very up my street. I don't know if it's just me getting older. The humor is not as effective anymore. Mm -hmm. In Clerks 3, I'm rolling my eyes a bit. You know what I'm saying?
1: It depends on the thing. I found myself rolling my eyes and also laughing at the same time. Right. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's so
0: stupid. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is this character? Like, it's (laughs) just...
1: but oh my God, it's hilarious, so...
0: Sometimes. I, I don't think it always hits, but yeah, there's still some funny stuff, and it's mixed with poignant stuff, and it always has been. Even Clerks had poignant stuff. Did it? Yeah, about the friendship, about like having a girlfriend and ignoring your friend, and
1: yeah, it, it, it wasn't you know, as deep. It wasn't d- he wasn't digging quite so deep yet, but yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: I think when chasing Amy came along, that's when he hit his poignant. Like this is like a comedy mix with a drama, because the scenes in Chasing Amy that are just straight up relationship drama, they're really effective. I mm-hmm. think I thinks his most effective filmmaking out of everything he's done oh like the scene you know the rain scene yep like, let the me rain say. scene that's yeah. the one and the scene on the swings too
1: yeah when she's yep
0: yeah i think those are his best written like most effective but like i said this one even though it's going for the it's wacky and crazy it's less wacky and crazy than clerks 2 for instance because
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: going more for a We're going to tug at your heartstrings. So there might be some spoilers. Let's talk spoilers here. So in Clerks 3, there is a death of a major character, Said Talk.
1: I'll be honest. I don't think of her as a major Clerks character. But once you're reminding me that she was in Clerks 2, that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. She was Dante's woman. Becky, played
0: by Rosario Dawson. Now, there's also a death of another major character. Well, yeah. The one that you won't expect (laughs) because the way the movie's leading you to believe. uh, So here's the
1: story. Let's tell them the story. Yeah. Okay. We open Dante and Randall. Dante and Randall's kind of like a sarcastic, everything's stupid. He's watched movies his whole life. Kind of a guy. They own the quick stop at this point of their lives. They're in their late forties. He then has a heart attack and it is an emulation or a reenactment of Kevin Smith's actual uh, heart attack. They called it the Widowmaker when Kevin had it. They put that in the movie. It could have killed him. 80% chance it was going to kill you if you had this heart attack. And then it changes him. It makes him think, oh, my God, I'm wasting my life. I need to do something. He decides to make a movie, which is actually Clerks. Yes. Right? Of them in the convenience store with Jay and Silent Bob, which is Kevin Smith and Jamie use all that stuff. And through the course of it, we find out that Dante's had a rough time because his wife and child were killed by a drunk driver. Randall still kind of has like nothing going on in his life, so he's sort of all consumed by making this movie, and ultimately it's about their is
0: it about their friendship, do you think, or is it about getting older and having differences of opinion like because they almost lose the friendship but yeah you know they they well throughout the years they've fell out, they've got together again, but they've always been together that was that's the point of this movie right? yeah, that you're my hand solo. I mean, is that what he says? You're my. Mm,
1: Well, he wasn't.
0: You're just always there.
1: Randall didn't acknowledge. So Randall's the one who had the heart attack. He's the one that didn't acknowledge how important the friendship was to him until later in the movie, Dante has a heart attack. And then it dawns on Randall, like, holy fuck. Like, this guy has been like my whatever pairing you want to put together. Like, I'm not me without him, essentially. And then, and this is a big spoiler, you know, Dante doesn't
0: make it. Which I didn't expect, because the way we were going with Dante, I was expecting maybe Dante has a relapse, and that's the end of Dante. Hmm. You mean Randall? I mean Randall, sorry. I'm getting mixed up. I thought it was going that way, because hmm. Randall has one at the beginning, he's going to have one at the end, possibly, and die. But then, out of the blue, Dante dies, and then it's really sad. I feel like that's a, it was a,
1: a good move, and I'm not saying that because I want Dante to be killed off, but because... It seems realistic that, you know, just when Randall's figuring out how important
0: a friend is friend. Right.
1: Is. Now he's gone. And now it is truly the sadness of who am I now without this person, right? And it's not a love relationship. It's not a per it's not like a romantic relationship. It's a lifelong friendship. And I feel like that's that's where Kevin's dug deep on this one.
0: And on top of that, there's a load of crazy comedy <laughs> and callbacks to pretty much everything that he's absolutely all the clerks franchise. <laughs> yeah. This cameo appearances by people. There's what else? There's jokes from, well, actually, when they're recreating clerks, basically, you see new versions of old scenes you know from clerks, but with yeah. the older actors in them, but they're exactly the same. But and it,
1: and just, then he gets super meta as the kids like to say, and yep. he puts actual scenes from Clerks in the movie as the movie of Clerks that he's making in the movie. Yes. It's like Inception, Inception, Inception. And then Inception. he throws
0: <laughs> his real-life family and his real-life friends and his, yeah. his mother. It's a very personal Kevin Smith movie, I would say. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people wouldn't get it and think, what is this terrible film like? Yeah, I agree. Let's say you completely detached from this franchise and you turn this on and you're like, what is this? It's so budget and it's, who are these people? I don't know anybody. Well, maybe until Ben Affleck turns up. but I
1: don't know if you'd think of it that way. I don't know.
0: I don't know though. I mean, it's very-
1: everyone's hung up on-
0: But like, it's super pointed at his fans. Like every turn- joke, they usually mention something or like there's jokes within jokes. Like if you read the signs on the walls in this movie- There's signs everywhere for, like, Chuli's gum and all the different things that they've nailed cigarettes. You know, the things that are from Clerks. You'll miss all that if you don't know this movie, right? If you don't know his universe.
1: True, and it does add, for me, something. But I still think you could watch it as an individual movie and get the point.
0: Like something, like, right at the very end of the movie when he puts his real-life daughter (laughs) on... Well, explain that.
1: Well, in Clerks... Yes. The original clerks. He has his mother as what, did they call the milkmaids? Yes. Who get down in the milk cooler at the store <laughs> and look at every single bottle for like the longest expiration date. And they're taking them out of the cooler, sitting them on the floor.
0: And they just let her do it.
1: And they're looking in disgust at the date. And the <laughs> clerks are like, whatever, whatever, right? In the end, he's got his own daughter, who would be the granddaughter of the original milkmaid on the floor looking through all the bottles of milk.
0: Yeah. So these things like that, that you have to be in. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be sitting there going, Oh my God, that's so sweet. That
1: was his mom the first time around.
0: But as a fan, you're like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. There's yeah, his daughter. Exactly. Or there's his mom making fun of him in the middle yes, of the movie. You know? We all
1: know who his mom is. So it was like, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So it's very personal. And I feel like it is I was going to say it's made for the fans, but I don't think that is the case. I think it's made for Kevin Smith. <laughs> right. I think he's like, this is a movie I need to make. It tells you something about me and I'm going to make it. The fans just so happen to be there to see it. Did you I mean, like just, the twist? It-
1: I didn't mind that he killed Dante and I'll be honest. And if he's listening to You're not a big this, Dante fan. I'm not. I never have been. Not. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the character is that guy who's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today, right? That's his classic line that we've heard. He's kind of... For 30 years.
0: Miserable a bit. He's a
1: little bit miserable. And in this movie, he has a reason to be miserable, right? His wife and child died because of a drunk driver. So now I feel so bad for him. But as a character and him dying off, he was pretty unhappy, (laughs) you
0: know? Yeah, because like the Clerks 2 movie is like, Dante is unhappy at the beginning of the Clerks 2 movie with this girlfriend that he has. Correct. And then this beautiful girlfriend comes along, or girl comes along that he works with and ends up falling in love with. In Clerks 2. Yeah. And then at the end of Clerks 2, it's like a happy ending. Like uh, he gets the girl and he's going to go into business with his best friend.
1: But then Kevin kills her off. Yeah. I and I like the way
0: it was done because I was asking, I was like, it's an off screen type thing. So you don't. He well, men-
1: right when he's opening the store, right on the cash register is a thing that yeah. has her dates on it. But then you're looking then at I'm it. And
0: like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, you're looking at it going, okay, she's dead, but I have a lot of questions. All of <laughs> I have lots, so many questions. <laughs> like, is that da- is Dante not happy anymore? What's happening? Like, well, They say what happened, don't they, eventually?
1: Yeah, drunk driver.
0: Yeah. For a while, you're like, what happened? I mean, it seems so perfect, but it wasn't. So that yeah, there's lots of sad parts in this movie if you're a fan. There's also lots of fun parts. Jay and Silent Bob, we haven't mentioned them. They're back. Correct. There's also some like imposter Jay and Silent Bob. Like they they're trying to these two other characters.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're really funny. At first he wasn't. Mostly was funny
0: like, because of the outfits that they wear in every time. I
1: don't know. He grew on me. Right. Okay, in the beginning, he was who he was in Clerks too. Yeah, the, it's the character that worked with him at Movies. And the he's uh, like Lord a, of
0: the Rings fan,
1: and he's a like a Christian kind of fanatic, you yes. know, Jesus kind of a guy. So he's a little over the top. He's a little bit animated. He's a bit campish, and in this, he starts off being very over the top ish. But and it wasn't just the costumes. Every single time we see him, and he's in it, like every scene, really, he's kind of an anchor almost. Even when he faces Randall near the end, he's the one that tells Randall yeah, he does, that yeah. you're being a dick. Like, he's the one who's observed this. He's sort of like their little fanboy, let's say, because he's always around he's them. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now he's looking at Randall and going like, what's wrong with you? Like, your friend is laying in there dying and you're acting like a dick. So I felt like by then I'd already kind of kind of uh, appreciate that character.
0: Yeah, and Jay and Silent Bob are still, well, they've got a new venture, let's say, next door. They own the videotape RST video. So Tom Houdray and Silent Bob are. The two drug dealers who used to hang around outside the quick stop. Played by? Played by director Kevin Smith (laughs) and J. Muse's friend. Correct. In real life also. So now they own. In real
1: life, they're not drug dealers. They're just best friends.
0: Maybe they are. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe that's how they made all the money for the film. I don't think so anymore (laughs) now. But anyway, they own the video store, but the video store is now a vape place. Correct. But really also weed, right? Let's see. They're definitely selling weed in there.
1: I mean, they don't have to sell it illegally. It's legal.
0: No, but they sell it. They they,
1: they act like it's illegal. They act like it's (laughs) illegal
0: because they're from the old school. Jay and Silent Bob are back. I don't think they have a major part in it, apart from the filming of Clerks. And there's a couple of funny scenes with them, but it's not their movie. It's not a Jay and Silent Bob movie. No. So let's move on to the cast here. Brian O'Halloran is back as Dante. Now, I've always liked the character of Dante, and I know you are more of a Randall fan. hmm But uh, I think he did some good job it. A good yes, job. Yes,
1: he had some very emotional scenes. So its I don't think it's O'Halloran that is my thing. It's, it's just the, the character. Because I've worked with people who just fucking whine all the time.
0: Kind of like, like this, the, like I'm doing right sad now. Sex.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know? And so this time, because... There's an actual terrible reason I warmed to him. So, yeah, I mean, and O'Halloran's fine. He did a very good job. In fact, he I think he f- had the ghost to some very sad places to get. You know, he had to talk about losing his wife and his child. And the
0: scene where they're doing a scene from Clerks, and he as he's having an argument with Randall that turns into a real argument, and then turns into yeah. Even Silent Bob's like turning the camera away from it because he's like, even Silent Bob's like, oh, this is too much. We can't film this. This is real stuff
1: we can't do. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that scene there where he did that, I was like, ooh, that's heartfelt. Yes. Randall, played by Jeff Anderson. Always funny. Yes, I like him. Also, there was a sad, when he was showing the film to his friend on the laptop. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could see he was really sad. I think he was really sad. I don't think that was acting. There was some, I don't know. Maybe Kevin Smith said something <laughs> like,
1: well, hey. if they're all friends with Kevin, when Kevin almost died of a heart attack, or maybe in his real life, he's had people actually, yeah. you know, acting is you're pretending to be someone else, but you're also pulling on emotions that exist in the world and that very possibly have existed in your life. And so, and what movies has he made? Cause he's made a couple of his own movies before, right?
0: Jeff, uh, did he make Vulgar? I think he did, I think he? so. Yeah. And there
1: was another one I thought, or am I thinking of Steve Dave Guy?
0: Steve Dave Guy also made a movie. He did. They've all played around with movies. Mm-hmm. Vulgar is an interesting movie. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy.
1: It is. It can be, <laughs> could be upsetting. So if you're it, thinking of just go popping over and finding it.
0: Definitely be upsetting.
1: <laughs> it's going to be upsetting.
0: We've got um, Jason and Kevin playing Jay and Silent Bob. We've just mentioned them. Trevor Fairman plays... I. Elias, that's the guy who Yes. they make the new- I liked
1: him a lot more near the end. I think he he did a good job of winning me over.
0: Rosario Dawson is back as Becky. She's only in a few scenes, but she is a good presence, I think. Mm-hmm. I really like her. And Jennifer Schwalbach, who's that?
1: That is Kevin Smith's wife and mm. was also in Clerks 2. Yes. As yes. the love interest for Dante. And she does not like Dante.
0: And, she, and she's back in... And- She's a wait. She
1: makes a very good, terribly bitchy woman. She's so much that.
0: bitchier than the character from the second one. Th-
1: that I remember, yeah. Yeah, like, she
0: is. She was not having it. Emma is the character. Yeah. So directed by Kevin Smith, Clerks, Red State, Dogma, Chasing Amy, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. You know, all those movies. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Kevin Smith as a director? Has he um leveled up? Is he worse? <laughs> what what?
1: Hmm, leveled up. That's an interesting...
0: Sometimes. You know, last week when we watched the movie Pearl, and you...
1: Yes, you, I, yep. I know it felt know. like
0: that director leveled up, right?
1: Yes, and yeah. I do. I think that he's he's more... I don't know, he's got the same message a lot, but he's more concise somehow. Is that...
0: Yes, I know what you're saying. Yes, gets to exactly the
1: heart. In every scene, even, there is like a thing there he's cutting straight to. Where in other movies... It takes a few scenes for for the payoff. This one's like every single scene somebody does or says something that matters. Right. I don't know if that's an improvement in filmmaking or storytelling, or he's told this story so many times that it just every single minute matters, you know, to keep telling the story. And
0: this movie's not like a technical masterpiece. It's very like basic shots. It's very. I don't
1: know. I feel like it looks really good. He's got some. Yeah, I mean, it looks
0: good because it's high definition, like compared to the old clerks, right?
1: I didn't mean that. I mean, like, he is good at framing things and composition. Pretty basic, though. He does a good job of cutting between the black and white and the now, and then the black and white of the original movie, and then watching the movie now. I mean, all of that seemed to flow correctly. I liked all that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Kevin Smith and his next movie will be a. Uh, Sequel to Mallrats, apparently. So he's not done yet. So IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews
1: on a website called imdb.com that you love to point out the one stars because they're so hilarious.
0: There's going to be people who don't like this movie, right? Absolutely. For sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Unfortunately, Smith has never been a very good director and this movie just cements the notion. (laughs) There's a few mild jokes and it's just a rehash of the first two Clerks movies. Nothing is new or entertaining. That's it. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Second one says... And that,
1: you know what? I'm going to have to say this. That is part of why it's good.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Is because it's so committed.
0: So telling this particular part yes, of the story. Yes, and
1: I'll tell you why. Here's a Here's a little friend rant for you. And I don't like to call them rants, but everyone else in the world does. So when you've been friends with someone for many, many, many years. Like I've had friends that have been my friends my whole life, or at least since I was 12 or 13, right? When you get together, it's fantastic. You love doing new stuff. We love going to new places, but I'm telling you now, everything seems to end up always going back to your memories. And it could have been the memory of the last time you were together, right? It's not all about the 30 years ago or the 40 years ago or seventh grade. You just keep moving up in time. But a lot of your together time is rehashing and remembering and laughing and crying about all your life together. So this movie being him bringing all of his past up together, just, it feels completely natural. And for someone to say, well, it's boring because it's all old, I feel like they missed the point. Number two
0: guy says, he's killed the series. What (laughs) what should have been a full, a fun, entertaining movie was nothing of the sort. It wasn't funny. The series is dead now. I don't even think I'll be able to watch one or two ever again, knowing this ending. Stupid, Kevin.
1: Okay, I'm going to be snotty and say there might be a person who might be a little bit emotionally challenged, because (laughs) if this... (laughs) I'm being horrible. But if the emotion of it is what bothers you, and it's not Clerks too with the implied animal bestiality right if that's your level and that's where you want it to be always then yeah you're not going to get it i'm dissing all of these reviews this time Uh, number three
0: (laughs) number three says clearly the filmmakers missed the point you can't have a film certificate as a 15 when it's aimed at the under 10s (laughs) it's really infantile and not worth the money i sat in a 200 seat cinema with five other people none of whom seemed the slightest engaged. They were all on their phones. This gave me a very clear indication to how this film was. It strikes me that this was produced as a result of COVID and they needed to make a film about anything.
1: Hmm. Okay. People on their phones while they're watching a movie isn't the fault of the movie. Let's just leave it at that. Correct. Dickheads.
0: All right. So that's the IMDb reviews extras. We didn't look at any, but conclusion. All right. We're going to give uh, Clerks three a score. I'm going to give cloaks three, a seven out of 10.
1: Nice. And I'm going to blow your socks off here because I really loved it. I'm giving it a nine. Oh, and I'm using that in the views universe. The view is skew reverse.
0: Yeah, its own separate rating system.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Kevin Smith movies have its own separate Mine ratings. would
0: probably be a, still a 7 in the, in his. <laughs> well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whereas know.
0: Chasing Amy's a 10.
1: Okay. So I know this. I know the yeah. lo- Okay. I don't disagree with that. Right. I feel like Chasing Amy would be the 10, but this, really? I really, 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 really loved it. But no. that's a personal thing, but that's his magic, right? It That's is. his magic is that you, this is a stranger to us. This is Kevin Smith. We don't know this man. He just is a dude who lives in Los Angeles and makes movies. is from Jersey. We know all the shit. He's nothing, nothing to me in my life. And yet he can pull things out merely because of who he is and how he does his spiel to the world. And uh, I value that.
0: True. We do have um, a signed Kevin Smith item in our home theater room. So we. Well, more than one, right? We, yeah, we do have a small connection to him. Not really. He did sign something for us once. Uh,
1: no, he didn't. He, we <laughs> paid him to sign a piece of Stop thing. trying to break the illusion. <laughs> that is not a connection. Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right, so thank you to Lionsgate. Next week, we're going to look at the new movie Amsterdam. Do you know this one, Sito? Uh, I
1: don't think so.
0: Well, you will when we've seen it. da not <laughs> Movie recommendations, I'm going with, I'll give you two Kevin Smith movies that I really love. And uh, my number one is Clerks. I'm a, well, naturally, my number one is Chasing Amy. And my number two is Clerks. Watch both of those movies and then go on and watch everything he's done.
1: Well, really? Maybe. you recommending everything, everything. I'm mm. not a fan of uh, Zack and Mary. Some, you know, that's just me.
0: They made a joke in this movie out of Seth Rogen. They said- A little bit. What do you think you are, Seth Rogen? When he started like ad-libbing. And, yes.
1: <laughs> but he makes fun of himself as well. Um, yeah. And I will tell you my recommendations are, I'm going back to the 90s when Kevin Smith was born as a filmmaker. Not born born, but uh, just giving you a list of all the movies I've ever seen. So we're moving our way through the end of 1996. 1996. Oh, well, this was unplanned. So we we'll are gonna get there in a second. Mars Attacks. Yeah. It's a fun, crazy movie. Marvin's Room, kind of depressing. Scream, was 1996? Wow. I like Scream. My Fellow Americans, also a movie that's kind of overlooked. It's a couple of presidential candidates um, who kind of get lost, and they have to find their way on their own to get somewhere. And have uh, not seen it. It's a comedy. Let me think who it is. It's Maverick. I can't remember his real name.
0: James Gunn.
1: Yes, I think. And maybe Jack Lemmon. But I don't know. It's one of those. And the last one is Chasing Amy. How about that? Didn't even plan that. Nice work. She was in 1997. So. Correct. Now for for the rest of my time, it'll be moving up in the world here. I have a spreadsheet, everyone, in case you don't know me very well. I love spreadsheets. So I have a spreadsheet of all of our podcasts and every recommendation I do and what we have for supper. It's very nerdy, but I love it. And I'm just noticing that. I'm like, why is the list end so quickly? We only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left.
0: Seven weeks left.
1: In 2022? Correct. Seven-ish?
0: Seven weeks. Maybe eight. To- I
1: might have made a couple extras there, but damn. All
0: right. <sighs> A-scully stuff. I've been playing a, a big game and a small game. I'll go with the small game first. Small game's called The Entropy Center. Did you see me play any of this game? I did not okay so remember the game portal yes yeah really excellent there was two portal and portal 2 excellent series of games from valve well this movie this game sorry the entropy center is kind of inspired by portal it's nothing to do with portal but you're you're a lady she wakes up in this place you don't know what it is it's a series of rooms you start walking out and walking through the rooms and you, there's a voice over the tannoy. It's very similar to Portal that's saying you're in a um, testing facility and you've got to get through all these puzzles. So you're going along, you put, you put blocks on things to open doors, which is very similar to Portal. And then in like the second room you come to, there's a gun. And I'm like, oh, is this the Portal gun? Like Portal, because you get a gun. And this gun is, it's got a gimmick, but it's not a portal gun. It's a gun that can rewind time by a little bit, 30 seconds. So then the puzzle rooms become this, like, how do you open the door? Well, you have to put a box on a switch, and then you might have to put a box on another switch at the same time. Or, so you've got this gun that you can point at anything, press the trigger, and it rewinds time. So Let's say I'm not using the gun and I place a box on a switch and then I pick the box up and put it on the other switch and then put it down. I can stand, look at the boxes, pull the trigger and rewind time so I can move the box from one place to the other on its own. And so it's a series of puzzles involving rewinding time. And as you go through the facility, you start to learn exactly why you're there. It is, gets more complicated like Portal does like at first it's like, oh, one box, one door, try and get through it. You're like, that's easy. Eventually you're like, what the hell am I doing? It's 20 boxes and I've can rewind time and you get what I'm saying? Kind of. It sounds complicated. It's complicated, but it's a puzzle game and it's heavily, it has to be inspired. I don't know if it is or it isn't, but it feels very much the way it's presented. The talking over the thing, the, the gun actually talks to you. It's got like an AI inside it. So it tries to help you at times. It's called the Entropy Center. It's uh, on Steam. I played it on the PS5. And it's also, I believe, on the Xbox. But I really uh, like the Portal games, and this is the closest I've ever seen anybody get to the Portal games without truly copying it completely. And my second game I've been playing is a bigger game, a big blockbuster game called God of War Ragnarok. That's a big. It's the sequel to the 2018 God of War. And it takes place four years after that game. And I'm not finished with it. I'm actually 15 hours into it on my game save timer. I don't really want to spoil it. I think it's one of the best looking games I've played, story wise, the way it looks. The gameplay is really fun. What do you think? You've seen it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, It's just like. It's fun to watch. It's one of those Sony games that you can tell they've put so much effort into making the whole thing just amazing. And I haven't finished the story yet. Maybe I'll talk about it when I finish it completely. It's a hell of a step up from the last game. Just like everything's expanded upon, there are lots of surprising moments where I'm like, holy shit, I didn't think they would do that. God of War Ragnarok, it's on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. And you can get that one now. What's for dinner, Sid Talk?
1: At about 11 o'clock this morning, I decided to start supper, and I did. So I made some bean soup and some brown rice that may or may not be overcooked. We'll have to just deal with it. <laughs> and that's it.
0: That's it. Homemade well, supper this time. And what is your advice? And we'll get out of it.
1: Well, it's quick. Um, well, not that
0: quick. It's 40 minutes.
1: My advice this time is, let me go find it oh, it's about friendship. Like there needs to be another word for the kind of friendship that's represented by Randall and Dante and that Jay and Kevin have in real life and that I and some of my friends have in real life that you feel like friendship and friend, the word gets kind of thrown out. They're like, oh, she's my friend from work. And then you're thinking like, really? (laughs) Let me tell you about a friend. (laughs) You know, like, let me tell you a story about a person who's known you so long and knows so many things about you. And yet they're woven into the whole of who you are. There is no separation. Like if your little friend at work quit that job and moved on, it would take a very short period of time for you to be like, oh, oh, I remember her. Right. Yeah. If that happens to this level of friendship I'm talking about that doesn't have a word, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) They can't be absent from your life. Right. So if anyone has a word for that or in any other language or culture or anything ever in any society that ever has attached a word to this, let me know. Okay, well said. I'm Sid Talk. You can find me on the internet. I am from the 80s. That's C-I-D-T-A-L-K.
0: All right. So aschoolie.com is the place you can go to catch you this, to catch this podcast. Go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Anywhere where we're on social media would be called Sid Talk or A. Scully. We're also on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube. There's a video. It's not a video.
1: No, there's no video. There's but a slide
0: on. that I make every week.
1: <laughs> that you and can just I, look at. I put listen. the audio
0: behind it and then I stick it on YouTube.
1: There might come a time when that's a thing, but video is a whole other level.
0: It is. It's a whole nother. It's just a pain. I like audio. I mean, it wouldn't
1: be if you just set a camera and pointed at us and then slapped it on there. It's so boring looking at us. I think so. I mean, I'm playing. I could guess I could stream my City Skylines while I play.
0: (laughs) It's so boring. No, it is
1: not. Watch it. (laughs) 22 years might be enough.
0: You can email feedback to me, ascoli at ascoli.com. Do not email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Mr. Kevin Smith. I will always carry on watching your movies no matter what you make.
1: Charming. I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't, somebody is doing it for you.